Sweet, you're with Julian on the brown note and on Ukraine. Shut up, Bono. Um, I've been taking a very different tact to one of the most one-sided conflicts as far as media reporting goes I've ever witnessed. There is one Western line on this, no matter where you are on the political spectrum, and uh, you can't really step out of that. I hear a lot about Russian propaganda, but I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing a lot of Western propaganda. Every day I'm seeing stories about Putin's shaking hand and nuclear war and, and, and just loads and loads of garbage. But I've taken a very simple line, which is the truth, which is to acknowledge why we got here, always an important thing, and it's been ignored, which is that after the collapse of the Soviet Union, there was an opportunity to build a lasting peace including Russia, by disbanding NATO and leaving those countries along Russia's border alone. Instead, the Western military-industrial complex and their political wing realised how much money they could make selling all those countries' missiles. And they just went in and they turned 13 or 14 countries into NATO EU countries and their military budget soared through the roof. And all of that money that could have gone on the social domestic policies they needed in those countries actually went on weapons. And they're not doing any better at all. They're just spending a huge part of their budget on NATO's necessary weaponry. Uh, and the Ukraine was the inevitable flashpoint where Russia had long said, you know, this is the line in the sand. If um, you try and push... Uh, Ukraine into EU and NATO membership, uh, we're going to basically, it's going to come to a civil war. Large part of the population of Ukraine being very pro Russian. And um, that stopped Obama selling them weapons back in 2008 because of an inevitable civil war breaking out where Russia would then involve themselves in Ukraine because such a large part of the population was ethnically Russian. And it would lead to a likely confrontation between America and Russia and then we saw the coup in 2013 which no one even talked about in the media where the democratically elected government of Ukraine which were friends with Russia the old Soviet republics and and the EU and America was overthrown for a very pro-EU pro-America government and we now we're at war and uh, no one sort of thinks that it's important how we got there um, but what I've, I've focused a lot on that uh, and how one-sided the reporting's been and how uh, inevitable this course was. And also, lately, suing for peace. And it's almost, a, it must be a war crime what the West is doing here, which is seeking to elongate this conflict as much as possible. Without providing soldiers, they just want to funnel as much weaponry into Ukraine to keep them fighting for as long as possible. And I said that if they win the war by uh, Russia removing themselves without their goals of saying no EU NATO, uh, or, or NATO membership, which is what they want, and um, probably strengthening the, you know, the the borders of the the Russian enclaves in Ukraine that the victory for Ukraine would result in the entire country being rubble by that stage. Of interest to no one, especially the Ukrainians. But apparently, the sole goal of Western everybody 
virtually everybody in the West is just egging them on to keep fighting. And uh, it's barbarism born out of a desire to hurt Russia in the case of uh, a lot of our politicians. And the military-industrial complex will benefit by being able to sell even more weaponry to these spooked countries that were ex-Soviet republics. And we've seen it before in places like Syria where America will just keep a war going. Even They kept the Syrian war going as long as possible to hurt Russia even though it inviscerated an entire country. If, they, if the West had kept the hell out, they would have, um, that war would have been over a lot earlier. Instead, it, was, uh, it, it resulted in you know, places like Damascus being absolutely leveled and the country being a basket case. Look at Libya, look at Iraq, look at Afghanistan. We try and keep these wars going if they're in any way hurting our enemies or we're making money selling the weapons. Now, normally you'd get some sort of um, resistance or, or truth somewhere along the line, but I've not seen a more one-sided one portrayal of a war ever. And it's, none of it is to the benefit of the Ukrainian people. Keeping this conflict going as long as possible is not of the benefit of the Ukrainian people. Their sovereignty isn't under threat. Russia doesn't want to occupy Ukraine. But now we're seeing even our supposedly activist musicians joining in on the same hymn sheet as, you know, the, the Biden administration in, you know, celebrating what's going on and, and let's all... And, and no one's criticising the Ukrainian government for what they're doing instead of making a deal. I say make a deal. Make a deal. That is the logical, sane, humanitarian thing to do here. For your people... It's the only outcome that results in less bloodshed and less of your country being destroyed. We're even going, we're even punishing Russia from the West to try and make them less able to fight this war so it goes on as long as possible. We are not your friends. But now we've had Bono coming out. Now, I understand fully um, a lot of bands are doing pro-Ukrainian things. No problem with that at all. They're supporting the Ukrainian people who are being blown to smithereens. So I don't have any problem with that. But what I do have is um, what Bono's done is embody a certain kind of artist support for this conflict. And it's support for the conflict, not the people. Um, legendary Irish rock band said President Zelensky invited them to play in solidarity with the UK. Uh, on its Twitter account, the well-renowned band said uh, he was they invited to play and said, your president leads the world now in the cause of freedom. The people of Ukraine are not just fighting for your own freedom, you're fighting for all of us who love freedom. Bono told a crowd, we pray you'll enjoy some peace soon. Those are two contradictory statements. No, the Ukrainians, Ukrainians are not fighting for all of us who love freedom right now. We are egging them on to get blown to bits for virtually no reason in the long run. They're not fighting for you, Bono. No one's blowing your house up. No one's blowing my house up. Why are you egging them on? Where have our artists gone that used to be out of step with warmongering governments like we've got in virtually the whole of Europe and America in pressuring Ukraine to keep fighting? Where's the other story here? 
Why is Bono saying you're fighting for all of us? That's, I mean, there would have been a stage where I would have expected a little bit more nuance from Bono. Maybe nuance has never been his raison d'etre, but encouraging Ukraine to keep going is about the worst advice we can give them. And if we do really care about the Ukrainian people, where are all the voices suing for peace? Ukraine aren't in the EU, Ukraine aren't being offered EU membership, Ukraine aren't in NATO, Ukraine aren't being offered NATO membership. They aren't losing anything by agreeing not to join. When there was a coup, a Western-backed coup that overthrew their government in 2013 in Ukraine and replaced them with a much more EU and America-friendly government that actually led to this, we didn't offer the membership of NATO or the EU. So we've never actually given them the benefits of being our friends here. We've left them out in the cold to weather it, to be our eastern front in this war, in our proxy war with Russia. So I say again, sue for peace. If victory destroys you, and if your enemy's victory destroys you and makes you give up things you don't actually already have, sue for peace. And we're... We've got people like Bono out there saying, keep going? No, sue for peace. Stop the bloodshed instead. Why is no one saying that? Why is that such a controversial thing to say?